the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. And this is December 23rd, 2022. It is a snowstorm outside, so we're inside, and you're listening to No Butts About It. I'm Josh Butts. We're here with Chuss, who is wearing his Patrick onesie because it is freezing in Pittsburgh, even though he's still in his basement. And it appears that Stan the Jet fan is also in his basement in New Jersey. So uh, welcome, Stan. Welcome back to the show. And why does Zach Wilson suck, and how are the New York Jets going to fix it? So to start off, Wilson has just been way worse than anyone expected him to be. Um, if, if you want to look at his performance, I know PFF was uh, releasing some stuff on their Instagram recently, and he's like he's way worse than even backup quarterbacks. Um, it's not even inconsistency at this point. I think he's just a bad quarterback. Um, last night, if you look at the decisions he was making, at the reads he was taking, and uh, e- even the amount, the insane amount of open guys that he managed to miss, you you just don't see an NFL quarterback there. Uh, for Wilson, I think the issues uh, mainly they don't come from the system. The, I don't think it's the fault of the Jets at this point. You know, the the coaches have changed the system. They've given him everything he needs. They've given him some insane talent uh, in terms of wide receivers and tight ends. Uh, the only th- excuse you can make from at this point is that he doesn't have the best o- offensive line. Um, but even there, um, they've done everything they could to give him a bunch of draft picks uh, on that O line. Uh, they've signed some, you know, a guy like Lakin Thomas, a really good athlete. Uh, so the fact that he's still not doing well or even doing average, I think, means it's about time the Jets move on. Um, in regards to what that looks like, I think you could go via the draft. That's probably the best way to go at this point in time because there's not a whole lot of good quarterbacks who are going to have open contracts at the end of this year. Uh, so the draft is probably, I think, where the Jets are going to have to go. But you have Mike White, who his issue for me personally seems to be inconsistency. He'll play really well one game, and then the next game he looks, well, like a backup quarterback, which is what he is. Uh, Chris Shreller's another guy who, uh, in the preseason, I watched him play live. Uh, I watched all the preseason games, and I believe in all three games, the Jets were down by two or three uh, touchdowns. Um, he came in, and all of those games ended up as dubs for the Jets. Um, last night, we saw him come on, and while he wasn't able to get a touchdown in his drive, he got, I think, 83 yards was the number on his uh, on his drive, and Wilson, I believe, got 24 or 25 as his max uh, number of yards in the drive. Um, and it, it goes to show, imagine if we had Strebler playing that entire game, um, it could have been a different story. Uh, I don't know if it would have, but it could have. And and, and it, it goes to show how much uh, Wilson is really holding back the Jets, a team that, again, made the steps to get good talent, good wide receivers, good tight ends, 
but something's still not going right. And I think that's Zach Wilson. So I we've we've seen Mike White play. We've seen Chris Streveler play. The New York Jets have kind of an ongoing quarterback carousel. One other guy that I have seen kind of in talks now is, and Chuss mentioned him maybe going to the Patriots again. Could uh, Jimmy G be someone that the Jets go after in the offseason since he's going to be a free agent? How would you feel about that? I think that would be a great decision. Uh, Jimmy G, at the very least, you know, he's had a gr- he's had great teams with him, but he's been able to make it work. Even if he's just an average quarterback, that's definitely a step up from where we are. You know, I'd say put Jimmy G on a on a two year contract or something. Uh, the other question you do have is Strebler, His contract's a one year, and Mike White's contract also expires. Uh, so does Flacco, but I don't think they're going to resign Flacco. So I think uh, a room of Mike White, Strebler. And uh, Jimmy G, what would be a very good competition, um, could bring the best out of especially Mike White and Jimmy G. Okay. So then why – this isn't really a serious question, but why did the Jets prevent me from getting $1,000 last night? Because uh, my parlay would have hit, but Garrett Wilson couldn't get a dang touchdown. Um, why was that, and how are we going to fix this? So uh, I would definitely, I think, I think at this point it is fair to blame Zach Wilson for a lot of that, but there were some issues you saw with the O-line. Uh, we've been through like, I think seven or eight injuries on that O-line. Uh, some as backup positions, some as our starters. Uh, like we had guys who were out before the season started. So with, with all of that happening there, uh, I think even, even if Strebler had come in earlier, it would have been hard to provide for Garrett Wilson. Um, Wilson's also, he has a big target on his back. I mean, he's been playing amazingly. I think while the game yesterday showed a, a pop-up and he had, he was leading the, uh, uh, rookie wide receivers in both yards and touchdowns. So it, it is going to be a little bit harder for him now that, he, now that we know who he is. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully that bet works for you next time. Yeah, I, I hope it does. Uh, Chuss, did you, did you have a question for Mr. Stan, the Jet fan? Um, kind of, so Based on the overall performance, uh, your team is currently seven and eight, um, kind of on the outside looking in right now. Uh, come playoffs, you know we only have uh, what two games for you after after this week. You had two games left. Do you think that the Jets can still make playoffs under the circumstances of what we've seen with the offense, with the other teams battling in? Do you think the Jets can still make it at nine and eight? No, um, the the main issue there is we're in a very competitive division, so you're you're gonna be fighting for a wild card uh spot at any rate. Um, I think Vegas odds for us last night with the win would have been thirty five percent, and now it's nine percent. So it it's very it's, it's it's not. I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, that being said, I'm very happy with the season. I forget my prediction from from the beginning of this year, but I I think my ceiling for the Jets was about ten wins. So the fact that we're not that far off that, and my floor for the Jets was about three wins, uh, we're doing way better than we were in the past. I think this season showed a lot of improvement. I remember going into the season, my biggest concerns were that secondary, which has been insane. I mean, DJ Reed, Sauce Gardner have just been amazing. Uh, And, you know, I I think Sauce Gardner might just be our franchise, you know, defensive piece from now on. he's, He's what we thought Jamal Adams was. So the fact that we have that done, 
Uh, we made some big strides there. In terms of our wide receiver and tight end rooms, looking way better. Conklin really became something. Uzoma's been stepping up these last couple weeks. He looked a little bit awkward in our system earlier, but now he's really coming out and doing what, what we knew he would do. Uh, wide receiver-wise, we have, I'd say, four uh, solid wide receivers who I hope we could keep uh, as essentially franchise wide receivers from now on. So I'm really happy with what we've done. Our defense, I think before last night, we were number three in the league. Uh, by by just how, the amount of points we've let. Um, last night, I might have changed that because our defense did not look very good last night after the first quarter. Um, but I'm very happy with, with how we've done, even if we don't make the playoffs, especially in this division. And um, going into next week, I don't know who you guys play exactly. I don't have the schedule right in front of me. Um, but do you, who do you start at quarterback next week? I mean, I know you kind of already had mentioned um, – that you you kind of didn't you didn't like Zach Wilson obviously and you see Mike White is like inconsistent. Would you start Mike White next week or would you maybe start somebody else or pick up some bum off of uh, the waiver wire or something? Like what, what's your what's your plan going forward? If if Mike White is healthy, I think you start him ten times out of ten. I don't see any any other quarterback on the team who should start over White. Um, if he's not healthy. That becomes a very interesting question. Uh, I, I think Strebler is probably the way to go, but I wouldn't be surprised if they still started Wilson because that's something the Jets, I mean, Sala is really keen on making Wilson turn out. Um, Wilson getting drafted by Joe Douglas was a big piece of the franchise. Um, he was supposed to be, you know, Joe Douglas making a solid, good decision um, and part of a great draft class too. So, when I look at uh, Zach Wilson and whether they are going to start them, and I, I I don't see any reason they don't start him, unless Mike White is healthy. Um, I think it could be it could be a game where you see Wilson start out, maybe play the first quarter, maybe the half of the second quarter, and if he's not looking good, then you put Strebler in, unless Mike White is healthy. Uh, with Mike White's inconsistency, I think a big issue is maybe not more the traditional inconsistency, but he's also had some pretty bad injuries and been roughed up quite a few times. I mean, he's a guy who really wants to play and will come out there and play, but I just don't think he has quarterback one career potential. I think he he's a little bit below that. He's a very solid backup. And so do you – and finally, like one of my final questions, I don't know if you have any more, Josh, but um, basically like my final one would just be, um, you know, regardless of where the, the Jets finish, whether they finish 7-10, and 9-8, and eight, you know, whatever ends up ha- – well – would it be seven? Well, either way, like wherever you guys finish up at, um, like where, um, like from here on, what do you think the Jets could do for next year? Because, you know, you're a busy guy. That's why I'm asking for next year, because we might not be able to talk to you for, you know, a little bit of time, you know. So where do you think the uh, the Jets go from here? Like you get eliminated, you had a great season. Where do you improve? What do you what do you work on? There are two big things to me that have to be done. One is find a quarterback. Um, that, that to me is obviously the biggest priority in football. It revolves around a quarterback. So you get a quarterback in there, whether it's a veteran, whether you trade for someone who's maybe not, you know, a starter level, but can, you can add to that room, add some talent and depth in there. Um, regardless of what the choice is, get a quarterback in there who is better than Zach Wilson, get Wilson off. I think that's the first decision you make. Um, the second one is to put some more pieces on that O-line. Our O-line is by no means bad. I think because of injuries, we just haven't been there. But I think 
when you look at injuries, look at what, hap- what, at what happened. I mean, I remember Josh, we talked about Mackay Becton last time I was on, and whether Becton's the guy for the future, and then he goes and get. I mean, it's not his fault, but he gets injured shortly after that. Um, and while, yeah, that's not his fault, that's not the team's fault, I think this is a uh, you know point in time where maybe you look for someone better than Mackay Becton. Because if he's going to get injured every single season, you're going to need another answer there. So I think that O-line is the biggest thing you need to work on outside of quarterback. Um, our secondary was, to me, the biggest concern. I think we could use one more safety. Um, but besides that, I really like the way our secondary looks. Well, also, I feel like people forget about Brees Hall. And, like, Michael Carter hasn't been doing a phenomenal job, but Brees Hall was insane. And he was a rookie this year, tore his ACL. So, I mean, you guys have that to look forward to with him coming back. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's any other big injuries, but I'd say Brees Hall was pretty big. I'd say Brees Hall, in regards to where, where this team has to look forward to in the future, is probably the biggest injury we've had. Um, those O-line injuries have affected our play right now. But Brees Hall, you know, if we could keep him on this team, which uh, I think I think before last year, there was only one Jets player who re-signed after getting drafted in the previous, like, eight seasons or something. So if we could retain Brees Hall, retain some of these uh, younger players – uh, we can look forward to a lot in the future. Uh, Brees Hall and Michael Carter played very well together. Um, I think with having both of them in the backfield, it gave Carter a little bit more room, and there wasn't so much pressure on him. In the current system, you have Zonovan Knight kind of taking what used to be Brees Hall's spot, and Michael Carter just kind of awkwardly stuffed into there. And now we have James Robinson, who we're not even playing. So it's a very just awkward uh, running back room. I think, I think you're definitely going to want to, you know, get a second, another guy into that room um, for next season. I don't think you're going to retain James Robinson. Uh, but if you could keep Brees Hall in the long run, he's, he's going to be a great piece for this team. Okay, I agree. Um, we're, and it sounds like you would have been one of the Jets fans booing Zach Wilson last night. Um, I I would not have <laughs> booed him. I think that's just a bad look overall. Uh, it, it's, it's not – I mean, okay – it's not his fault he sucks, you know? He's just like, it, it, it works or it doesn't. I think they were a little bit too rough on him. Booing any guy in a field where he's surrounded by, like, what, tens of thousands of fans, it's never going to make him play better. Like, booing him isn't going to make the situation better. I think that was a dumb decision. Um, But it's what happens when you have a bunch of New Yorkers in one building. It's not his fault he sucks. Well, uh... and. In fairness, also Pittsburgh fans have done that before too. We used to boo Mitch out of the building too. Because you guys are toxic. Uh, does that make Jets fans toxic too? Well, I, sure. I, I'd say for Jets fans, we we've been sucking for so long, and one season we look like we might might make the playoffs. We beat the Bills, you know. So you give us all this hope, and then right at the end of the season, you know, the the time you have to follow through on. Even after, you know, wasting a pick and getting James Robinson, the only reason we got James Robinson is because we thought we were going to make a playoff push. And now you see all that go away in the last couple weeks. Uh, I understand why. You know, I definitely feel upset as well. Um, For me, I feel more hopeful than upset because it's still a very big improvement from the last, what, 10 seasons or eight seasons. Uh, So overall, I am very happy. I do understand why Jets fans booed him, though. It is so much disappointment right at the end of the season after having so many things go right, uh, but like when it matters most, it falls apart. And that, that's a that's a terrible situation to be in. Okay, fair. Well, fair. we uh, we appreciate you coming on, Stan. Um, 
I know you're busy. It's your father's birthday today, so happy birthday to him. But, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, and hope to see you again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, so um, let's go and make our NFL picks for the weekend. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me pull up my pickums because I already – Start. I like like as always. I always like to stay consistent. Yeah, I know you always. You're always about all about your consistency. I've got the schedule right here. All right. Um, for this week, yep. The Jaguars beat the Jets last night. Um, let's see here. Okay, first game tomorrow at 1 p.m. Probably on NFL Network. Christmas Eve is yes. Falcons versus the Ravens. Falcons against the Ravens. Yeah, you know what? Have... Um, there's a lot of one o'clock games tomorrow, but um, I um I picked the Ravens for that one. Um, I mean, I think the Ravens, regardless of if they have Lamar Jackson, I just don't think Atlanta has put all the pieces together to really beat a lot of teams. So I mean, it could happen, but I don't think this week is the week for Atlanta. I think Baltimore is going to come out on top. I think Baltimore has a pretty easy game. Then again, they did they did uh, not do well against Cleveland, but um, or the Jaguars, I, or the Jaguars. But I mean, I, I think this week is a is a week that they're they're gonna win just because I think they're also they still running with Desmond Ritter. Yep. This week, I, I think Desmond Ritter just still needs to get his feet wet and stuff. I mean, it takes a little bit. So especially on an offense like Atlanta, where you're just struggling on a lot of fronts. So um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Baltimore. I'm going to I'm going to ride with Desmond Ritter. Um I'm going to I want the Ravens to lose so that the Bengals can have the AFC North. So I'm going to say Desmond Ritter gets her done. Uh he went to college in Cincinnati, so he wants to help out his boys back at his alma mater. Uh Lions and Panthers. So um I picked Lions just cuz um as as I've previously mentioned, I think um I think the Lions are hot right now and I think Carolina just came off of a blowing loss for against the Steelers because realistically if they would have won that game they could have still made a push for playoffs like to knock uh, Tampa Bay out I mean theoretically they still could make it but their chances are a lot slimmer now uh, than they were to make playoffs or at least win the division and I think the Lions are really like picking up steam they're seven and seven right now nobody thought that this team would do anything they were everybody was calling them the best worst team ever um, and I think that now they're making this push and they're looking good. I mean, I don't think Jared Goff is the goat, but I do think that the Lions have something here. So I, th- I think I'm going with the Lions. Yeah, I like the Lions here too. I think that the culture, the dog mentality they got going on there, stealing that from Nick Sirianni, but I think Dan Campbell's got it going up in Detroit now. I think Detroit takes this. Um, what about the Seahawks and the Chiefs? Oh, I'm definitely going with the Chiefs. I mean, I think I think Geno Smith is a good guy and good player. I think the whole, I think the Seattle team is good, but um, they've looked a little inconsistent. And Kansas City is still uh, lights out. They're pushing for um, they're pushing for that number one seed, and um, I think they're going to play with a lot of heart because they you know they got competition. They got to make sure Buffalo doesn't pull out because I'm pretty sure they have the same record right now with Buffalo. I think they're both 11 and three. So I think they're both trying to make that number one seed push. So I think, I think it's going to be uh, Kansas city. Uh, yeah. As much as I'd love for Kansas city to lose. Um, I think realistically I've got to go with the chiefs, uh, saints and the Browns. Uh, this one's kind of, for me, kind of a toss up just cause they're both kind of like 
mid teams, but I'm just going to go with the Browns. Uh, the Browns, you know, they put some pieces together last week. They looked, they looked pretty okay. I'm not going to say they looked great because they weren't, but I think they looked, um, I think they looked better than they did the the week before and weeks prior. And um, they're going up against the five and nine saints team who uh, hasn't been playing that great either. I guess they're still also kind of fighting for a playoff spot. Um, because once again, that division is awful, but I don't think the saints are, uh, I don't think the saints are going to win this week. I, I think that, you know, I mean, they're used to kind of warm weather. Uh, they're going into Cleveland. It's going to be frigid cold in Cleveland on Saturday. And, um, yeah, I think the saints are saints are not going to be ready for it. So I think they're going to lose no dome yeah. for them. I, I, I agree. Um, or wait, who did you, who did you pick after all that? I picked the Browns. Okay, so. yeah, yeah, that's where I was going with too. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Browns, Browns, um, Texans and Titans. Uh, I I put Titans. I mean, Titans look pretty. Uh, they looked very not. Uh, they they've looked up and down, but um, I put I just put the Titans just because I'm afraid if I don't, I'm gonna look like an idiot. Um, because the Texans <laughs> keep getting leads and then blowing them. So, um, I don't think Houston can pick up this win and i feel bad for houston they keep playing these dominant teams so better luck next year texans but the thing is tennessee's not really a dominant team this year i mean oh they're um, not but they're i mean they're still good i mean the problem with the toss-up now for this week is uh, apparently ryan Tannehill is you know not supposed to play for the rest of the season right so that's why and malik willis i'm just not in on him i'm gonna go texans i'm gonna go texans on this i mean it might be a I think the Titans took, really could realistically fall out, but I'm going with the Titans. But go the, ahead. The Titans have not been able to win with Brian Tannehill. Malik Willis hasn't shown me any reason that he's an X factor. Texans held their own against the Chiefs. Upset. We'll go Texans. Um, you know, Bengals, I, I, I like Patriots. That. I like that. Bengals, um, Patriots. I'm going with uh, the Bengals. Uh, don't like the Patriots. Um, and Joe Burr is icy right now. And. It's going to be cold in New England, but Joe Burr's ready. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I I think uh, the Bengals by like 17 because the Patriots are bummy. Oh, and I was kind of worried that we weren't going to have a pass rush because Sam Hubbard's out. But found out yesterday, Mr. Trey Hendrickson, he went to the doctor. He went to a few different doctors and he said, hey, can this broken wrist get any worse? And they're like, no. He's like, Okay, I'm playing with a broken wrist then. So, Trey Hendrickson's going to play. He's going to introduce Mac Jones to the ground a couple times and call it a day. Uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are going to put up some points. Tyler Boyd's probably going to catch a touchdown with a broken hand. I mean, what can I say? He's kind of a G there in the slot position. But uh, moving on, Giants-Vikings. Giants-Vikings, you know, I'm going to go with the Vikings. I mean, after that impressive performance last week against Indianapolis, like – you really counted the Vikings out, and then they came back, had the greatest point differential, like, you know, blown lead by Matt Ryan going in, beating them. Crazy. Uh, I think the Vikings are good. I think they're hot. And I think the Giants are – and don't take this the wrong way, Giants fans, but I think they're a fake 8-5 and five team. I, I just don't see a lot coming from the Giants this year. They, they, they're just in a division where they're playing a lot of teams that are, you know, up and down. So I, I think that I don't think that division is very top heavy, including the Giants. After losing to the Eagles 48-11, it really kind of blew any chances for me to pick the Giants for the rest of the season. So I'm going with the Vikings.
I, I would agree. Giants haven't really impressed me. I literally slept on the Vikings last week by falling asleep during the game. I'm not going to do that this week. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to pick the Vikings. Uh, this next one I feel like is obvious, but Bills and the Bears. I, I also like to mention. I also like the, the fact that you're like I literally slept on the Vikings and you. I did. I mean, couch. yeah, you I, fell asleep. Um, they but, scored uh, four touchdowns while I was asleep. <laughs> But um, but yeah, I, I'm picking Bills. I mean, there's really nothing that I, I mean. I still don't really like the Bears that much. I I think that they need a they need a little bit of improvement on all fronts, and um, I, I think the Bills are just a very very complete team. And as I said with Kansas City, I think they're also going to be fighting for a playoff spot. And although Kansas well, the, City has a little bit of a tough the well, one not seed. a playoff spot, the, the one the one seed, seed. Yeah. there um a lot of people fight for playoff spots, but um but Buffalo and Kansas City are both fighting for that top seed and. They, although Kansas City has a little bit of a tougher matchup, I don't think Buffalo is going to roll over and just kind of let it die. I think they're going to fight hard, and I think Chicago is going to try to give them a run for their money, but inevitably fail. Yeah, I agree. I don't think Buffalo is going to want that one seed to come down to the Monday night game against the Bengals. So, yeah, Bills are probably going to win this, probably play pretty dominant. Um, Washington Commanders versus 49ers. You know, um, I I really like the 49ers. I, we've talked about this on the show before, and um, I, as always, you know, it's the same problem that I have with the Giants. I think the Commanders are a, a team that's developing, but I also am concerned about them as a full team overall. Um, I, they haven't shown me enough to really be like, wow, that's, you know, like that's a really dominant team because – like if we were going off of based off of who Washington beat and it's like, Oh yeah, they beat the Eagles. And I'm like, yeah. And then Houston almost beat Kansas city and Dallas. Does that make Houston really good too? Like, and the Colts just, beat the chiefs. So yeah. So like, does that make the Colts really good? No. So, and then the Colts also just went off and like, we just talked about this. Like they just blew that lead to the Vikings. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't think Washington's shown me enough yet to really make me a contender for just playoffs or teams like this in general. Even with San Francisco running with Brock Purdy, I think they look really complete still. I mean, that 35-7 win against Tampa Bay was big stunner when Brock Purdy first went in. Just overall, just I, I really like San Francisco. Yeah, I agree. I've been loving San Francisco. Brock Purdy hasn't given me any reason to be afraid of him starting. He's, I think he's undefeated still, or at least has played very well. Um, yeah, 49ers. Eagles-Cowboys. So a lot of people have picked the Cowboys for this one. Um, I'm going to pick the Eagles and it has nothing to do necessarily with Gardner Minshew, but it has everything to do with Gardner Minshew. Um, (laughs) I I think, I think that Gardner Minshew is, I I think I've been saying this all week. Um, I have a friend that is an Eagles fan and I've been talking with him briefly about it just with everybody in general. History likes to repeat itself, especially in sports. And um, I feel like we've seen this before back in 2018 uh, only difference between this is that uh, Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts in this situation isn't out for the rest of the year. Um, but you're noticing that Gardner Minshew is going in at the end of the season, right around like 2018 when Nick Foles went in. Noticing a trend here. Um, this really could be big. Um, I, this could be big for Eagles fans. And I think Gardner Minshew, whether he pulls it out or not, I, I think he's going to pull it out. I think he's going to send uh, the holiday, uh, the Cowboys fans, America's team on uh the eve before Christmas, uh, home set. I think I think the Eagles are going to win on the road this week. I love your reasoning. 
and both of these fan bases annoy the heck out of me. So, but your logic is flawless. So I guess I'm going to have to go with the Eagles too. Um, Gardner Minshew's obviously they're going to win the Super Bowl now with Gardner Minshew. Jalen Hurts isn't going to be remembered for doing anything. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not necessarily. I'm not no, saying that's going to be Gardner Minshew. That's the end of it. It's all Gardner Minshew. Okay. <laughs> um, Raiders Steelers. So, um, you know, normally I, I would kind of throw it up in the air. Um, like, you know, I would kind of be like, oh, yeah, you know, Steelers are like, especially like this week. Um, I think after the passing of Franco Harris and with like all the um, the things that have gone on this week and how today, the day that we're recording is actually the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. And then tomorrow they would have like, uh, like commemorated it and stuff like that. I, I do think that the Steelers are going to win this game, I think. You know, I, I don't think they're going to make some sort of like immaculate like um, reception again or some immaculate playoff run based off of this. But I think that they do win this week. Um, I think they would have won this week if they were three and, you know, 13. Like, I, I just I think that with this ideology that, you know, we got to go out there and win for Franco. I think the Steelers are really going to do well this week, whether even if they win by a field goal, it's, it's going to be freezing cold. But also Vegas is I don't know how used to Vegas. Vegas is used to being uh into frigid weathers because right now the high for um saturday's game in pittsburgh is like eight and it's a night game so it's going to be like below zero with the river chill i don't know how vegas is going to feel with that um so we're just going to have to see because you know they're used to being in the desert but i'm going with steelers with this one yeah i think i think you have to because this raiders team sucks um it's not so much how the steelers how good the steelers are but it's really the Raiders just find amazing ways to lose games. Other uh, yeah. <laughs> other than when the Patriots find even more amazing ways to lose games by throwing the ball to the Raiders. But um, Packers-Dolphins, Christmas Day game. Um, you know, I, I, think, um, I think the Dolphins are going to win this one. Um, the reason I think the Dolphins are just because um, I, I think that the Dolphins really um, – they're really, in a way, like, I think they're just kind of getting the bad end of the stick right now. I think they're, you know, losing close games. And I think that they can be a really good competitor in playoffs. Um, I just think that they just really have been just struggling on some fronts. I, I like Miami in this matchup, and I still don't think Green Bay is the same team that they were last year or in years prior. Um, whether they're 6-8 and eight or not, I think Miami picks this one up. They're home. I, I think it's Christmas Day. I think it's going to be a good game for Miami. Yep, Miami. Uh, Mike McDaniel's down there working his magic. He's gonna, he's gonna win this game. Uh, he's still trying to make that playoff run. We'll see what happens. Broncos Rams. Wow, a few years ago this would have been a really good game, and honestly, this year it should have been a really good game. Uh, this is the Nickelodeon game, I believe, as well. So it, it's also the Slider Sunday pick of the week, presented oh. by Million Dollar Showdown. But so. now it's Baker Mayfield and Russell Wilson could get as many touchdowns as he has bathrooms in his house this week he's at 11 yeah, right now he needs 12 he, he's getting close he's getting close um you know I, I i don't both of these teams are so bad that it's really hard to pick one um but i'm just gonna go with the rams um reasoning just uh you know russell wilson just has not been cooking like he said he was going to and uh i think baker mayfield looks promising for the rams still regardless of how any of the other weeks have gone I just I think that the Rams just got really bad and just really got hurt this year with a lot of injuries and stuff. So um, 
maybe they'll be better next year. I doubt it just because a lot of people are going to be uh, leaving because of contract reasons. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams just because it's a toss-up, and I, I think the Broncos are still struggling in the chemistry locker room aspect too. I'm going to go Broncos, but I think it's all going to be on field goals because Benny Skoranek is out <laughs> on the Rams. I'm not sure either team will be able to score a touchdown. Um, maybe maybe a rushing touchdown. Not sure we'll see a passing touchdown. But, yeah, Benny Skoranek, he's out. Um, Cam Akers has kind of been something for the Rams, but I just I, – Latavius Murray for the Broncos. It's Oh, my gosh, this is so bad. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Broncos, but not as a blowout. Not as, just as like it's a gonna pity be, win. It's going to be a pity gonna, win. Yeah, it's going to be a throwaway. It's going to be a game that nobody's going to watch, but – um, and the final but, game, Sunday night football, Christmas night. Santa's resting up from his long journey uh, watching the Buccaneers and the Cardinals. Another you know, horrible game. And, yeah, another awful game. Um, you know, I, I before before I made these picks um, two days ago. Um, so I had Tampa Bay originally winning, but I might switch this up. Um, I think that Arizona might pull up the upset. Um why they have none other than the man himself going in this week, Trace McSorley. And is that exciting for me? Kind of, because it's, I think Arizona is going to have a Christmas miracle. I think it's going to be a Christmas miracle. And I think it's going to be a miracle for uh, just the fan bases in general, because I feel like when Tom Brady loses, the world wins. So um, I think Tom Brady is going to lose. and Everyone's going to be like, it's a Christmas miracle. Arizona wins. When Tom Brady loses, the world wins. Okay, um, you know, Tom Brady doesn't have a song about him, to my knowledge. He's probably referenced in a few, but I don't know that he has an entire song dedicated to him. There is a song that I know. Uh, it's a troll account, and it's called F Tom Brady. So oh, wow. um, it's just them saying F Tom that's Brady nice. over and over again. So, But that's the only that's song not, I know yeah, that's, that's not really, actually... That's... But Trace McSorley <laughs> has an entire song, song based off of him. Yeah. Um, so I think I think I'm gonna have to go with the Cardinals because Tom Brady hasn't really reached that point in his career where people are writing songs about him yet. Yeah, you know, I I really you know Tom Brady, he's just not the goat. If until he makes until somebody makes a song about him, he's not good. So okay, which Pro Bowl wide receivers are we going for? Neither of us have looked at the Pro Bowl lists. We're not going to until we've made our Until we finished teams yeah um do you want me to go first then is it your um, turn to go first i don't remember i think it is your turn to go man. first okay um you know um there's one wide receiver that i look at higher than um just most wide receivers and uh that one has to be none other than tyree kill um really like tyree kill um, a lot of people wouldn't think that, but I think that Tyreek Hill has been very consistent this year. Not that Stefan Diggs hasn't, but, it, but the difference between Stefan Diggs and Tyreek Hill this year is that Tyreek Hill has only had one dud game and it was five points against Buffalo where Stefan Diggs had that crazy, had, has had a little bit of like six and 10 points in like 14s and 14s, whereas Tyreek Hill has consistently had over like 18 points a game. 20s and 20s and 20s and 30s so i think um and w- what does that mean in fantasy terms it means he's been very consistent and very good and getting over 100 yards receiving per game so tyree kills my pick and he's been a good fantasy pickup 
Okay. Well, I'm, I mean, interesting pick. Did not think that was where you were going. I'm going to go with the guy who's on pace to beat Calvin Johnson's record, though, for receiving yards. And that is Justin Jefferson up in Minnesota. So I'm going to I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson. I'm surprised I got him, but I'm glad I did. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think that um, I think that was a you know, it's a solid pick, honestly. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson. I mean, I was going just Tyree Kill, but um, for this one, um, this one might be a little bit more interesting just because um, he might have he might have been hurt a little bit, but um, I think he has really shown well even without being hurt. Uh, Don't you I'm do it? I'm going with Jamar Chase. Yeah, I'm gonna have to pick. You know, I I really like the, the fact that even with him being out five games, he still has been consistent every single week. Like, I like that he has had either a touchdown, seven targets, you know, in the last two games, he's just been dynamite. So I think Jamar Chase, yeah, but hey, man, I would rather you be upset and, but know that your team has good players than (laughs) like me just picking them out of, out of spite. So I'm literally picking them because they are good players, not because it's out of like, oh, screw you, Josh. I'm picking I'm picking Joe Burrow because you can't pick him or something. No, yeah. I think that's exactly what happened because toxic, toxic chess over here. And uh, now yeah, sure, my, sure. my whole draft board, I was like, okay, Justin Jefferson's gonna go first, then I'll get Jamar, and then now it's all all thrown out the window. I don't know what's going on now. You know what? Um we're gonna go with the guy who has kind of been carrying his team, and that's Devontae Adams. He hasn't been carrying them far, but he's <laughs> Been carrying them. Uh, he hasn't so, been carrying them, but he's been carrying. He hasn't. He's been carrying them, but he hasn't been carrying them. Yeah, not far. He's just. He's like the only guy out there. He's just by himself, and he still gets production. So I'm gonna go Devontae Adams. Now, um, now this one might be a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I was kind of having a little bit of a struggle here because it's really hard to pick um, between you know Stephon Diggs and you know just kind of leaving him out. Um, but um, you know, it, it it is a tough pick. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of just kind of assuming a lot here. But I, I think that um, I'm gonna have to go with Amon Ross St. Brown, um, just because you know, as I've talked about Detroit being really hot and stuff. I, I think that Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, you know, Stephon Diggs. You know, I, I think Josh Allen has a lot of weapons in Buffalo, and I think Amon Ross St. Brown has really stepped up for Detroit. Um, and um, I, I think that he doesn't get as much recognition as he should. Similar to Ramondre Stevenson. So. Wow. I did not. Okay. I so, did not see that coming. Um, That's okay. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take a Brown, I think, as well. I'm going to go with AJ Brown. Uh, There have been, there's, there's a lot of really good guys still left out on the table. He, uh. You got Mike Evans, Scary Terry. You got a bunch of really good players out there. That Stephon, just maybe did, been did, we, did we even mention Stefan Diggs at all? Did any of us pick it? Neither of us picked Stefan Diggs. Yeah, but A.J. Brown, he's had like four touchdown games while sharing touches with Devontae Smith. So, Yeah, crazy. Yeah, crazy. Diggs is still out there. It's okay. A, okay. I, I, I'm comfortable with my picks. I'm confident. I mean – Amon Ra might not have been picked, but I think he is underappreciated personally. Okay. Okay. Well, 
Those are some good picks, I think. Hopefully, I don't know. I don't know who's in the Pro Bowl. We'll find out. Yeah, I, I did. I did see a couple defensive people get in because they posted it, but um, wow, didn't see any of the offense or anything. I didn't. I didn't either. I, I mean, I can pretty much guess the quarterbacks, but other than that, I haven't seen anything. Well, thank you, Chuss. Today was another wonderful episode and conversation with you and Stan the Jet fan. Your toxicity was there at times, but relatively safe. Um, if you enjoyed today's show, go ahead and give us five stars, please, because that really helps. Also, uh, if you're on whatever platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, go ahead and share it, like, follow, whatever the little button says. And uh, if you would like to contact us, email us at bullmoosepodcast2 at gmail.com. Um, follow us on Instagram at nobuts underscore show, where you can see Chuss's little comments he makes throughout the show that I post on there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I out you sometimes. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. And uh, what's what's the other one that I just, I just forgot it. It's... Uh... Did you a bull moose podcast? Yeah, I've done the email. Yeah. Wow. The Instagram. I, I oh, Twitter. Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. I've been eating too many Christmas cookies. I'm kind of tired. And I hope everyone has a great Christmas. I hope everyone has a great Christmas Eve. If you're in this Arctic blast, stay safe out there. Drive safe. And, and if uh, Merry you're Christmas. not, and if you don't celebrate Christmas, happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah is still going on too. Uh, <laughs> uh, so happy Hanukkah to my Hanukkah friends um, and Kwanzaa and all of the other holidays, including Chinese New Year, which is in a couple weeks. So M- Merry, Merry Christmas, everyone. And yes, trust covered all of the other holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> um, okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye.